This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. We're moving through the book of Psalms. Actually, we're not going to move very far this morning because we're going to move through another chapter, but Psalm 70 is tied for the sixth shortest Psalm in the Bible, in, in the book of Psalms. It is five verses long. Actually, it's tied with four other Psalms and all of them are five verses, but it is the longest by word by about the shortest five verse song. It's about 25 words greater. There actually is one four verse song. There is three, three verse songs and uh, one two verse Psalm and that's uh, Psalm 117. And it is butted up again. Psalm 118, which is the exact middle of the Bible, actually verses nine and 10, between nine and 10 is the exact middle of the Bible, and then Psalm 119 is by far and away the longest psalm with, I think, 178 verses. And so that's gonna be uh, somewhat of a long morning if we try to do it all at once. But with this song, it's very short. And uh, if we sang songs that short on Sunday morning, I might even get done within an hour, but we, we don't wanna do that. And uh, I don't really, I don't, I'm not really interested in that either, but but if you sing a two-verse song, you just really barely got started. It'll be interesting when we get to that song, how long a Bible study I can do on two verses. And trust me, I can do a long Bible study on two verses. I can do a very long Bible study on two verses. Anyway, he says, he says to the chief musician, a psalm of David to bring to remembrance. And this is... Um, this is a, what, what that means is, this is a psalm to remember how quickly and how uh, mighty God moves. And he says, make haste, O God, to deliver me. And you gotta remember, God does make haste to deliver you, even though in the time that you live in, God may seem to be tarrying or waiting or, or not moving. But remember, God moves in the moment that he's planned to move with precise and with precision and accuracy. He moves, he, he moves exactly at the right time, exactly in the right moment for exactly the right purposes and bringing about exactly that right results for himself and for his plan for you and your life. Remember, all time, and I'm gonna say I'll say this a lot, all time is present for God. God is not limited by time. He lives outside of time. So all of human history, all of world history, all of cosmic history is present to God. He is beyond that. In the philosophical view of the universe, uh, the cosmological view of the universe, the cosmological argument is obviously the universe had a beginning and anything that has a beginning has a cause. And that cause has to be 
greater than what was created. So therefore, the, the creator of our universe has to be infinitely powerful, uh, infinitely good or moral because they set the moral code of the universe because they created it. And there is one. There's a moral code to the universe. There's a code by which the universe operates. And, and if you operate against that code, you, you, there's results that come about from that. And ultimately, he is beyond or more powerful than whatever he created, which would be time and space and all that kind of stuff. So God is beyond time. And so when he shows up in our thought, in the way we live, in our living, just at the right moment. But for him, it was all planned out and it, it is precisely at the right moment. It's precisely in the in the right moment. So when he says, make haste, O God, to deliver me, make haste to help me, O Lord, God does that in the moment. And, and we need to remember that. He says, let them be ashamed and confounded who seek my life. What, what he wants is not only them to be ashamed of what they've done and, and how they are, but he wants them to be confounded, confused, not, not understanding. It reminds me of a, a night not too long ago, about four years ago, when there were a lot of confounded by what happened. God does that. He does that uh, regularly, and he does that often for us. He says, let them turn back and be confused or turn, let, let them be turned back and confused. Notice he's saying, he's saying, I want, although they're coming at me, I want them to be, I want them to be struck. And David oftentimes will speak in musical terms. He'll also speak in military terms. And basically that the idea that he has here is the shock and awe idea. And it's his first battle. That's exactly what, when he killed Goliath, the Philistines were, well, they were shocked. They were shocked by what had happened. And then when the Israelites came across the battlefield to attack them, they were, they were dumbfounded and they confused. And even though they had a superior force in numbers, they scattered. They turned back and they were confused. And trust me, when God shows up, the enemy is turned back and confused. The enemy, the enemy has no, um, weapons that can, that, that can stop God or even slow him down. There, that there is no hope in the midst of His coming out for us. He says, He says, let them be turned back and confused to desire my hurt. And His hurt means everything: His destruction, His 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 woe, His His misery, His ruin. He's talking about all the things that seem to be terrible. And and oftentimes, what remember what man man plans or, or puts into place. For evil, God brings about good from it. And uh, even our churches is probably a great uh, example of that. And God brings about the very, very best that happens in, in, for our lives. He says, let them be turned back because of their shame. Notice that oftentimes the thing that keeps as believers from operating in our fullness is the shame uh, of our sin. And, and shame is a, it's a, it's, it's a liar and a thief and it destroys. And is our sin shameful? Sure. But our atonement is greater. Our, the payment for our sin is far superior and, and it glorifies the Father. And God does not desire for us to walk in shame. He has provided a way out of it. But for those who do not have God, there is no way out of shame. There is no way of shame except for doubling down on that which caused it. And so he says, let them turn back because of their shame. 
who say, aha, this is used several times in the book of Psalms, this aha. It is a, it is, it is the idea of people trying to use that, I got you, that catch you, that, that put a trap and, and snare you in it. He says, he says, let them, let them that to turn on others and point and condemn, let them be condemned. Let them be turned around. He said, let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let all those who seek you rejoice. David always has that moment in, in, in even in the worst of Psalms and worst of situations that he's in, where he realizes the power that I have is in you, Lord. He says, and let those who love your salvation say continually, let God be magnified. And that means point to God, continue to celebrate God, celebrate who he is, celebrate what he does. He says, let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. And let those who love your salvation say continually, let God be magnified. That is, that's, that is a, is a awesome idea that God is the thing that's magnified in my life. The thing that he's the one who sets the purpose and the value. He sets the day. A lot of times we look around and we're depressed by the, the moment and the things that are going on. But the truth is, is if the moment, if you just spend a little time worshiping God in the morning, the moment that you realize that the day is made by him, for him, and through him, our day is going to be complete, then there's some, there's a great deal of joy. There's a great deal of relief and fun and excitement. And remember, God can get things done in your life. And I found this to be true. Things that I think are going to take four hours, he can get done in 20 minutes. And he can fix it just like that. Boom, it's, it's just fixed and it's made right and it's made whole. He can do that fast and, and with precision and completion. But, but he also can, and can, can cause things to last a long time. And if something is lasting a long time and you seem to feel like you're mired in it, you gotta remember, you gotta look for God in the midst of it. Why is this taking so long? Maybe because I'm not in, in, I'm not doing or I'm not seeing God at work and I'm not joining him in this. Everything can be joyful. Everything can be enjoyed if God is placed in the middle of it. He said, and let those who love your salvation say continually, let God be magnified. Let us, let us rejoice and be glad in God. Let us be glad in what we have, what, what the opportunities that he set out for us. We're not sitting in a cell. We're not confined. We're not shut off. And even if we, he would still be there too also. He says, but I am poor and needy. And even the wealthiest and most powerful find themselves realizing that they're poor because wealth is fleeting. It just goes away. And no one is self-sustaining. No one is self-sustaining. He says, I'm poor and needy. Make haste to me, O God. Meaning, run to me, O God. I, I want you to, I want you to, Come to me quickly. You are my help and my deliverer. Oh Lord, do not delay. And the desire to see God move and the desire to see great things happen in our midst is a pure desire. And it is a, a desire that God will, he will meet if his people will seek him out and, and, and trust him for it. And what a powerful little song. The next one is just a medium-sized song tomorrow. And, and it's talking about the good things of God. It's more of a praise song. 
as you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.